Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so now the music's playing. Those that have done this before, the music's playing. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. And it is Commissioner T. I am back. I am live on the Madden Voice and also live on Facebook. So to all the people that checked in on Facebook, thank you so much for checking in. And uh, we're going to be signing off Facebook in uh, 30 seconds or so. But just want to say to anybody out who's on Facebook now or if you're viewing the video, because you know what happens. You do the Facebook Live video, you post it, and then it's there. And in five minutes, ten minutes from now, someone sees it. Ooh, ooh, T did a video. Let's see what T's talking about. And, and, but T's not there anymore because T's doing the show. So if you see the video and you're like, ooh, the Madden voice, I've never seen this before. What is it? Just scroll down a little bit further. You'll see the link right underneath the video, right? The next post under, you can click on the link. You can dial in 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. You can dial in and just listen. You can dial in and ask questions. This is an interaction. So if you want to call in and talk to me uh, or, or, or my co-host, we're here. We're here for you, okay? So for my Facebook family, thank you. You guys have been great. Appreciate the love. I'm going to sign off from Facebook, going to continue on the Madden Voice live on Blog Talk Radio. Everybody have a good night. All right, so Commissioner T here just signing off Facebook Live. You know, a little something-something to let everybody know that we are here, and um, hey, we are. (laughs) So uh, let me bring on my lovely co-hosts. You know, these guys, these guys are, um, hey, they're, you know, frankly, the best in the business you know, we really, we really should be like on a bigger stage than a, than an internet podcast. But you know, we'll give it time. We'll, we'll, you know what? The good thing is we don't work for anybody. Therefore, we aren't influenced by anybody. So we can say whatever the flock we want, <laughs> and we don't care. So. With that said, I'm just going to introduce them all at one time, get easy, because we're going to jump right in. We've got K-Star, we've got Dr. Train, and we've got JB. Gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice. Good to be here. What up? What up? No super packs here. (laughs) Ah, you know, you know, politics and sports continue to intertwine. And um, it's it's just it's um, it's it's not gonna change, I don't think. But you know what was great for for at least part of one day, we were able to put everything aside, and the country came together and focused on the eclipse. And it was just it was just nice to just think about something else 
and to just, you know, enjoy Mother Nature and just enjoy the the phenomenon of the eclipse. But you know, Mr. 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 President had to couldn't just let us have one day. He got to come on TV that night and then talk his blasphemous stuff. You know, his 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 um. um Funny, funny how he now says, oh, it's funny, I'm now in behind the desk and I see things differently. You think? <laughs> you think? Jesus Christ, that guy makes me sick. Criticized Obama, yeah, you got to get out of Afghanistan, and now he's in office and I'm like, oh, he's going to send some more troops over. Anyway, I digress. Not the topic for tonight, but the point is I wish he had just given us one day without anything and let us enjoy the eclipse. I hope that you guys get to see the eclipse. Did any of you guys get to see the eclipse? Indeed, yes, brother. I got Facebook pictures. Yeah, Trey's got Facebook pictures. What'd you say, Casey? Yeah, so I relied on everyone else to provide the pictures for me. Oh, so did anyone see it live as it happened? Yeah, I was outside no when it was uh, when it was passing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you? Now you weren't in it. You weren't in a. Um, you were you were south, so Carol, yeah, California. So you what, what what was your what were your percentage? Did you get to actually see it? Like we were Connecticut was seventy percent. No, so I got no. I was I was I was way I was much much less than that. Uh, oh, you were. So when okay. when I saw it, it was just yeah, the sun about a little bit more than half cup. Okay. Okay. From, from okay. okay. Well, I, I I will say this. I was out. And um, there were I didn't have glasses. I couldn't find them, but I was uh, down by the shore. There were plenty of people with glasses. There were people with welders masks. There was one guy with welders, um, uh, just a shield, and people were sharing. It was really, really nice. Pretty much everybody got to, got to see it. And, um, you know, it was just, you know, it was just, like I said, it was just nice. It was just something that just for a little while you didn't think about anything. Just it, 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 it was actually kind of humbling, you know, for me at least. It was humbling, humbling, humbling experience. Um, but that's your point. You feel me on that one? Yeah, it, it, you know, because you know, yeah, and I just, I just say this, you know, we we live, you know, we live here in the country. We're dealing with, um, you know, a lot of issues, different things. Um, and, you know, we're also dealing with our own individual lives and our families and, you know, it's just, it's a rat race and to just have a day where I was focused on the same thing, um, was really, really nice. And, you know, it just, it just felt, it felt good. It felt really good. So, um, I don't know. I'm babbling a little bit here. I just, I, I, um, I, I, I don't really have all the words, but it was just, it was humbling. I actually saw people on TV crying. You know, I saw people on TV. Actually, I actually um, came home, fell asleep because I had some uh, liquid refreshments, and then um, woke up about midnight. And I had, uh, I had. Um, recorded from 12 to 4 on MSNBC. So I um, started watching it, and there were actually people crying. They were so touched and so moved by it. They were, they were touched. 
to the point of tears. It was actually it was actually pretty amazing. It actually was. But anyway, uh, you know, that's the phenomenon. Uh, science, you know, I, I always loved science. My brother was the weather guy. I was more of a science guy. He was the weather guy. And, um, you know, I'm surprised, Jay, you didn't, um, you know, find a way to get a peek at it. At the eclipse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I just didn't put it out on Facebook, that's all. But I was out there with the rest of the folks at work. One of my buddies gave me his glasses. So what I tried to do was look at the sun through the glasses and then put my phone in between the two and try and capture it that way. I got a little bit, and then I did the whole that trick that everybody talked about on Facebook, do a selfie and have the sun be behind you. And I tried, I tried all that stuff. But, yeah, I was all up in the mix. As a matter of fact, down here in Georgia, we, had, we weren't in the line of totality, but it was 97%. So it was pretty cool to see. It was eerie, actually, because you can feel the temperature difference, even though there's yes. a little bit of light out. And, and you can almost yes. smell the, the, something happening. It's, that, that is the part that I'll remember most, is feeling as though there's, there's a significant change going on that you can, you can smell it and you can feel it. Even if you didn't have the glasses on or didn't know what was happening, you could still sense something's happening. And that was pretty cool. You know, I, I equate it to if I like, you know, I like um, uh, uh, movies about um, being invaded by other. I don't believe we're alone. I just, I just never believed that. As, as long as I could remember, I don't believe that the human race and this planet is the only living thing in this, in, in, you know, in creation. It's just, it's just arrogant of us to really think that. Okay, and that's just the way I feel about it. And and I don't have any proof, obviously, because you know, but that's just my opinion, right? So I, I felt like if we were gonna be like, I don't know, like visited. Like it would feel something like that, you know, that the sun starts to get a little hazy and the temperature drops and it gets a little murky outside. That, that's how I felt. I'm looking around like, okay, is this Independence Day? Is somebody coming down here? And we about to get in war? Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to battle. Let, let's do this, you know. But anyway, um, that's how I feel. So, uh, anyway. Uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? What was I going to say? Okay. Um, I want to revisit a topic from last week. Um, I know, Jay, you missed the show last week, so you may have some things to say. But I want to revisit a topic we touched at the end of the show. Um, and, and, you know, I tend to generally not speak on things without having done my homework. And I made a, a faux pas. I made a mistake by commenting on the ESPN auction, the ESPN fantasy auction, that they apologized for, and I kind of felt like, you know, what's the big deal? It's fantasy football. You know, people get so sensitive. Um, I, I just didn't see what the big deal was, but I had not seen the auction. I was just going off of what, what K-Star had sent and just the, the general topic of it. So I thought just based on what, I, what we were saying, yeah, with, with Charlottesville, it just felt like people getting a little too sensitive. It's fantasy football. Relax. Now, I thought that to actually went on YouTube and actually saw the auction. And in my mind, did a complete 180. Um, I see why ESPN had to apologize. Um, it, it, it was not well done at all. It, it, it was not well done at all. To, to, to have an auction where you're auctioning off people and you have all white people in the audience, all white, the, the white guy, 
doing the auction, all white people in the audience, and I see Antonio Brown, the black face, and there's a little picture of Antonio Brown come up in the guy's hand, and he's the auction. I see the Odell Beckham auction. It just didn't feel right. It just felt like, 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 it, 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 you know, I mean, no, no, it felt like auctioning off black people. That's what it felt like. No, it didn't feel like a fantasy trap. It felt like auctioning off black people. It it did. And, you know, well, K-Star, again, you don't, you know, let's, 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 let's be frank here. You can't tell a black person how to feel when it comes to racism. You don't have that right. And if we feel offended by something, it's not for you to say what we should feel offended about because you don't live in that world. So with all due respect, until you live in that world, you, 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 you really don't have that right. And like I said, I didn't see it at first. My initial reaction was a lot to do over nothing. But when I saw it, it just didn't look right. You know, the setup, the stage, the, the whole thing. I, I, I likened it to, the, to when black people were actually sold that way. And here comes the next, <laughs> you know, look at him, muscular, well-built. Be out there in your fields. You can get a, you know, you can get a lot done with this one. What do you, what do you give me for him? That's how it felt. I'm not saying ESPN so, meant to do that. I, I didn't say that that was their intention. But man, that's how it felt after I saw it, and I didn't, and I didn't expect to feel that way. I didn't go there looking to feel that way. I just went and said, "Well, let me go look at this thing because I made a comment, so let me go check it out." And then when I saw it, I mean, my immediate reaction was, "Holy cow, that doesn't look right!" Like immediate. So I, I have to, I have to retract my previous statement and just say, um, I, I think ESPN could have found a better way to to portray that that didn't just that just didn't look so racial <laughs> you know it's just it, it wasn't racial though can we, can we understand well, and acknowledge that it wasn't racial it was still a fancy auction draft yeah can but, we, I, 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 we, but does but, everyone understand that does everyone understand that it was an auction draft can i mean we they, understand they how it looks shorty nelson they sold rob gronkowski they went to sell christian mccaffrey as well maybe they could have picked one of those clips in that scenario I mean, maybe I guess I could agree there that if they're going to splice a little clip, at least be somewhat aware of the audience. But, I mean, I don't know, man. It's still. Well, again, you're you're again with all with all respect. And I had this conversation with somebody else earlier today, a a white guy who's trying to tell me about, um, you know, uh, personal responsibility when it comes to African-Americans. I'm like. How do you get to define what personal responsibility is for an African American? It's, it's the problem with this country is it's like it's like me trying to tell a woman about pregnancy. I don't have that right. I ain't a woman. I ain't never been pregnant. So what could I say to a woman about pregnancy? I think one of the most ridiculous discussions in this country is um, abortion. Why are white men and maybe black men? Why are men deciding whether or not a woman? should have an abortion or not, and creating laws around that. It ain't our body. It's their body. It's their decision. It's not my decision. I will never have to carry a child in my body. So how do I get to tell a woman, you can't do that, and it's against the law? Or you can do that, it's permitted by law. That's not our decision. 
Well, I say the same thing about about this type of the 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 appearance of impropriety. And 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 I heard, and I'm not, you know, you guys know, I don't, I have no problem saying that Stephen A. Smith does not know what he's talking about. But I did hear something he said that really set home with me. Y'all didn't think? Did y'all ask even one brother? Did y'all think? Because you had none in the in the group. You had none there, and you got plenty working at ESPN. I happen to know quite a few because I'm right here in town. Y'all just think to ask, you know it auction people charlotteville was just over the weekend y'all think just to just double check and say let's just you know don't y'all have cultural awareness cultural sensitivity things where you can actually check and just make sure before you release something hey are we going to offend anybody on this are we going you know not just for this but for anything don't you have a system in place a checks and balances just to make sure and if they did whoever whoever said it was okay don't probably should be fired but my guess is they probably just, oh, this is great. Let's just put it out there. Um, I don't think it was they done probably, on purpose. They probably, took it for, they, they probably just took it for fancy football and didn't think much of it. Yeah, and that's the problem. That, that, that's, that's the problem is, is, is you, cannot, you cannot disconnect like that and just assume that people aren't because clearly people made that connection. And like I said, dude, I, I, when you brought it up last week, I was like, eh, a, a whole lot to do over nothing. And I went to see the video thinking that I would feel that way, that I would still feel it was a whole lot to do over nothing. And I am telling you, as God is my witness, when I put on a video, within seconds, my whole, like, my whole being changed. And I felt like, holy cow, this whole thing. I mean, I'm sitting there watching a group of white people with a picture of Antonio Brown, and they're auctioning him off. That's what I'm watching. I'm sitting there like, this just don't look right. Period. So I'm glad that they, they apologize for it. And um, I think, you know, I just think there are times that you do have to be, you know, a little more culturally aware. So. Um, yeah. Um, JB, we haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks, man. And I, I don't know if you listened to the show last week or not. I know you've been busy traveling and all that. So maybe you didn't even get a chance Um I don't know if you have any just general comments since we haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks that you want to get off your chest because I'm, I'm more than willing to give you the floor if you want to take a few minutes to just rant about something. Well, I you know, appreciate it. And I, I wish I had listened to the show when you and I exchanged a quick text. It sounded like it was a great show, and I wish I was there to be a part of it. And I wanted to listen when I got back, but as soon as I got back, I hit the ground running. But to just piggyback on your last statement to attach that auction, I didn't bother watching it because it didn't even sound right. And if it, didn't, if it doesn't sound right, chances are it's not going to look right. And I think, I think one thing folks need to keep in mind, actually a couple of things folks need to keep in mind is this. In the NFL, I believe the stats are around 70 80% of the skilled position players are African-American, minus even the quarterback. It's still up around 70 80%. So when you take that into account, you take the way it sounds, you take the optics into play, all of that just felt a disaster. I could see that happening more so in hockey. Maybe folks wouldn't be as sensitive because there's just not as many black folks in hockey. So if we were to start there and then manipulate over to other sports, and maybe we have something. But like you said, with Charlottesville just happening and then you have this, I didn't even need to watch it to feel like something wasn't going to be right. So the fact that you saw it and immediately had that reaction pretty much validates my whole thoughts as to why I'm glad I didn't even go that route to begin with. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I honestly, I needed to watch it to see it. I needed to, I needed to check it out. I didn't, um, you know, I, I really, like I said, initially just thought everybody just calm down and relax. I guess I have more faith in ESPN than maybe I should. Um, maybe some of it is just because of where I live and the proximity of the studio to, to my home. And, you know, it just, Jay, Jay will tell you, you know, when you live up here, ESPN is just, you know what I mean? We don't, we, it's just, it's, it's just the neighborhood company. You know what I mean? It's no different for P- Bristol people than, you know, um, your local car wash, your local, you know, you get to know people and it's, it's not the mega conglomerate part of Disney world or Walt Disney group, you know, that for us here locally, it's really not that because we remember from 1979 when it was one trailer and one, you know, big studio, one big, you know, antenna, and we saw it grow over the years. And I used to drive right behind it until it got so big, they actually shut down that street and expanded the campus. And now that street I used to drive by all the time has been gone for probably 15 years. Like we, we grew up with ESPN. So you just, you just take it for granted. It's there. And, you know, we see people and yeah, 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 no big deal. But maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I need to just do a little more homework. So I, I, I take back what I said, and I, and I'm, I appreciate the ESPN um, did apologize for it. I think that was the right thing to do. I don't think they meant anything by it. I don't. I don't think this was intentional. I just think it was, you know, in poor taste. But, you know, things, these types of things do happen, and, you know, make a mistake. Um, yeah. While we're on a subject, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just going to say, and they addressed it properly, so that 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 makes up for it. Okay, all right. Um, but let's move on to since we're still on race and sports, um, and it it seems that that topic's really not going to go anywhere. Um, you know, one of the things we talked about last week that I thought we had a really really good conversation about was are the athletes doing enough? Where where are the other athletes, you know, LeBron James come out and he says something, you know, um, where's Kevin Durant? Funny, funny thing happened on the way, <laughs> on the way home from the forum. Kevin Durant comes out a couple of days later and says, Hey, if I get invited to the white house, I ain't going. So I'm like, well, how about that? Um, we, we see white players now actually supporting their black teammates some putting the hand on the shoulder. They're not kneeling, but put the hand on the shoulder. And then in Cleveland, we saw 12 people, including a white player. Now, we did find out that he's, um, I believe he's married to a black woman. Um, he made a point of saying that he's going to be raising kids that are a different color of his. Um, so certainly he has a heightened sensitivity to some of these issues as well. But nevertheless, he's a white guy, and he kneeled uh, out of support with, you know, the, the other the other players. And, and before I bring you guys in on this one, I, I, I just, I, I feel a need to repeat something we talked about last year for all of the people out there. And again, um, commissioner T JB, Dr. Train, K star, the Madden voice, three, four, seven, eight, three, eight, nine, five, two, five. I feel the need to just repeat this real quick. And then I'll bring the guys in on this topic. But for those of you out there, and I see it all over Facebook and Twitter who still want to condemn players for kneeling, for those of you out there who still think that these millionaires should have nothing to complain about, um, I just want to remind you that it is their constitutional right to um, protest. The Constitution 
that is the one of the founding documents of our country, says you have a right to peaceful protest. Now, we've got protests that happen all the time that aren't peaceful. Kneeling for the national anthem is as peaceful as you can get, or sitting, depending on who, who we talk to, or putting your fist up in the air, as Malcolm Jenkins did. It, it doesn't get any more peaceful than that. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not running my mouth. Heck, I'm not involving anybody. Now, if you want to come over and join me, hey, that's on you. But I'm doing my thing for me. And for anybody who doesn't respect, you don't got to agree with it. But you cannot condemn their right. Just like Charlottesville, the white supremacist. Not once did I say they didn't have a right to protest. What I said was, you know, the poor young lady that killed and the violence that came of it is wrong. But their right to protest, the taking down of the statues, peacefully, absolutely they have that right. Even though I don't agree with their point, I would never stop their right to protest. So if I'm telling you that they have a right to protest, then you've got to come around to where we are and say, hey, I may not agree, but I understand the protest. I understand you have that right. And while all this is going on, Kaepernick is still unemployed. They brought Jay Cutler down from the booth (laughs) to sign him. And Kaepernick is still unemployed. All right. K-Star, you were about to say something? Yeah, um, you're doing really good up until the Kaepernick point. But uh, no, in all seriousness, yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, I don't understand why other people get up to the players for a peaceful demonstration. Freedom of expression, and they're not bothering anyone. So, you know, and, and like, let's be consistent with it. Let's not just cherry pick when First Amendment is convenient. Because some people do that, and to me that's ridiculous and that's absurd. You know, yeah, you know, just like those crazy Nazis have a right to, you know, march or whatever. You know, so too do players have a right to protest. And if you're going to be, you shouldn't have selective outrage, right? Either you're totalitarian and you don't like the First Amendment and you think everyone should always shut up and do whatever you want, or you acknowledge that there is a First Amendment, which means it's across the board and you, you know, should be fine with it. Yep, JB. Uh, I mean, I share the same thoughts. I mean, they, they have the constitutional right, and it's not like they're out there doing anything that that's um, um, illegal. They're not hurting anybody physically. They're not doing anybody harm. They're getting their point across, and they're getting it across in a peaceful manner. Why folks have issues with all of this is beyond me. They always look at what's going on in terms of the 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 action and not what it represents, and that's the key piece. People get mad at Colin Kaepernick for, oh, he's, he's kneeling, oh, he's sitting. What's the reason for it? Let's get to the reason for it. And this is the issue of inequality and justice, and that's what he's talking about. So there's too much time is spent on the action than the reason for the action. Train, I'm going to ask you a different question. hope you're still with us. Um, do you think the protests – you know, the kneeling, the sitting, the fist in the air. Uh, do you think it's going to, is it going to help anything in pro sports? Do you think it's going to help anything? You know, when I say in pro sports, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a movement around Kaepernick not having a job, and we've got NFL um, fans that are saying they're going to boycott the NFL. 
uh, until Kaepernick is signed. Do you think any of these protests are going to matter and help anything? Um, that is a good question, because that's actually where I was, where I was going to head with any comments. I was listening to Charles Barkley's remarks on Mike and Mike this morning. Uh, this whole thing is like, well, what's the solution to all this? With, with, I mean, they're kneeling. I understand why they're kneeling. People are turning their, people are, are, are more or less trying to find a reason to hate why they're kneeling. Want to still want to say it's a sign of disrespect, but at the end of the day, like, what is the, what is the overall solution, um, you know, for the for these protests? Uh, and I, I honestly, to to answer your question, man, I I honestly don't know. Uh, I feel like if more of the white counterparts spoke up to what's actually going on, to to the reason, I think. That may help. I mean, even in the history of of slavery, uh, solution or resolution was not come about until white counterparts stepped up to help. That's just what history shows. So, in this case, white counterparts step up to help, support. You know, all I can, all I can, one person in particular always, I, I see him because I remember his, 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 he listening to his. Uh, a voice interview over first take was Drew B. Drew Brees being so adamant about you got to stand up for that flag, and I'm just like you overlooked the entire reason why he kneeled or why he sat. You just you just overlooked that entire thing as if it's not your problem. So why should you say anything? So yeah, um, until we have yeah. more of the counterparts, T, I don't I don't really see a resolution to be honest. Mm-hmm. JB, JB, your thoughts on the boycott of the NFL? Are are the fans doing the right thing? Because there's there is a movement underway to boycott the NFL until Kaepernick gets a job. Um, are, are, is that the right? In your opinion, is that is that the right solution? Uh, I understand what they're trying to accomplish, but I, I don't think so. I'm not sure if there is a, a right one. It's because it's not the NFL as a whole, it's the 32 owners that are really making the decision. We've seen it in Baltimore. We've seen it throughout maybe not to as much of an extent in Miami, but we've seen it across the board. And even, uh, I think it was the Mara family from the Giants basically came right out and said it. So maybe, maybe you instead of going to the stadium, maybe you stay at home to watch. Find a way to take money out of the owner's pockets uh, to to go ahead and do your boycott because that's where it's really going to stick the most. I don't think protesting the NFL as a whole is going to do it. You got to go after the owners. Those, those are the 32 that have made the, the actual final decision. Okay, K Star, same question. Boycotting the NFL is that the answer? Well, you know, I don't think so. They already have their contract. With these TV contracts and everything, I mean, I guess you can hurt them by not purchasing merchandise, but um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just don't really understand the purpose of boycotting the NFL. Uh, I feel like there's still a lot of details we don't know in terms of the Kaepernick situation being the biggest one and that I can't believe no one has reported this or is bothered asking is how much is Kaepernick really asking for 
um, because he did opt out of his San Francisco deal his last year. And I'm curious what he's asking for because if it's something that is well above the mean for average quarterbacks, then it's like, why are you going to boycott it? Maybe he needs to come down a little bit, acknowledge that <clears throat> his asking price might need to come down because, A, he's not going to be a starter, but, B, uh, sorry, but he does create a media distraction because the media absolutely is going to pounce on him and ask questions. And that's something that goes in the cost analysis of it. So I don't know why a fan would, I guess, boycott and and think that's going to really help because I think there's a lot of stuff we don't know. And I, I just don't understand why, why we don't know a couple of those important details. It seems odd. Uh, K-Star, you named yeah. a lot of stuff, but you named one thing. I'm, that's the I'm most not important sure. thing for signing a football player is what's the cost? What's the risk, right? That's literally how the negotiations start. Okay, so so the one thing I do understand, and, and as much as leaks get out in the NFL, they do tend to say whether a player has actually received the offer. So what you're saying is actually contingent that he actually has received the offer from a team. Well, no, it, it, to receive an offer, I mean, they have to have a base that they're asking for. I, either way, I think it's odd that we haven't received either or. Either he hasn't been offered anything or he's asking for too much to not receive an offer. That's what I'm saying. There's some details that are the, the devil in the details we don't know, and I don't know why we don't know them. To me, that's very, very odd. Because you would think if I'm Kaepernick, if I'm Kaepernick, I'm saying, like, hey, like, guys, this doesn't make any sense, or I'm having PR or someone do it for me, um, you know, and saying, like, hey, like, the, the backup NFL quarterback is making this, or I'll use the player as an example to say, hey, I'm not asking for, I don't know, $12 million. I'm asking for three to four. Or, you know, making a case like that, because I just, I just don't understand why there's zero, zero details about, like, the most important thing, in my opinion, as far as to what would prevent him from being signed. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But for you, but for you to make that point, that means you would have to almost completely dismiss the actual thought that owners want to steer away from him because of his protest. I'm not dismissing it, but I'm saying that there that it's possibly overblown if, if he's asking for a price in which doesn't make, match his market value. I don't know what his market value is. I don't know what he's valuing himself to be. And neither do you. And neither does anyone. And to me, that's very odd. Because again, he did opt out of his for his last year of his deal, and I believe he was making twelve million his last year. So if he's opting out with twelve million dollar deal, is he trying to get more or less? So you would think more. So that leaves a lot of questions that people don't want to answer who are pro Kaepernick, and it also leaves a lot of questions as far as why isn't the owners or anyone like clarifying this? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Just to, to me, it'd be really easy for them to say, "Hey, Kaepernick was asking for this not a much of dollars." Well. You know, we don't value him at that at that salary base. Like that, mm. none of that mm. come out at all. Mm. There you go. There you go. You finally got there, man. You took forever. So the fact that no owner is saying he's too expensive, what does that tell you? There's another reason because there's no problem if a guy is too expensive and they can't afford him. There's no problem saying, hey, you know, we can't afford him. His, his demands was too high for what our salary cap or what we thought his value was. We're not hearing that. So whatever he's looking for, no one's coming out and saying the reason that we're not going to sign him or the reason we haven't signed him is because of his value and, and what he's asking for. 
So, um, and and I will I will I will vehemently disagree about the whole um, worth value to the franchise because of the distraction. The Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable sports franchise in the world, and there is no team that gets more good and bad press than the Dallas Cowboys going into the season with four people suspended, and yet their value goes up every year. Every year. $4.28 billion. So I don't – But you said that there's a risk-reward, and with all of the negative tension could hurt the team, could cost the team. I'm saying the negative attention, there's no there, – you can't assume that that's going to hurt the team or cost the team financially. I, I think many owners – Jerry Jones clearly being one feels that any press is good press. If you're talking about me, that's a good thing. And so, you know, people could say he is a, he could be a distraction. Okay. That's a different discussion. That's a different discussion, but is he going to cost the franchise money beyond his salary because of the distraction? Yeah, I don't agree with that. You know, there's plenty of players in the league that go through things. Look what Michael Vick went through. You know, and how many teams did he play for when he came back, including your very Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, yeah, but when so, Mike Vick came I, back, he was asking for the salary minimum. He literally got the the minimum salary. That was the whole difference. That's a massive but, difference. But, it's a very important difference that no one wants to make when it well, comes to this. Well, well, we don't. But we don't know. he was offered. So we don't. We haven't heard anything about anybody coming out and saying, "Well, we offered cap." X amount of dollars for X amount of years. We haven't even gotten to that point. And I think that's where part of what he is saying. And that's why I say you go to the owners and you try and get in their pocket. If someone would at least come out and say we've offered him a contract, then you go down that path. But no one's even gotten to that point yet. Yeah, I, I think that's a. I I think that's you're, – you're going to how much does he want. I'm going to the fact that no one has said his cost is too expensive. And, and trust me. If you're the owner, K-Star, and you're, you own the Colts, and Cap said, I want $12 million a year, you would have no problem telling the press he's too expensive. Because now, no one could say that you're racist, you're against black people, you're against the protests, you're being unfair to Colin Kaepernick. You're saying, hey, this is business. It's too expensive. Can't, can't afford him. We were, we were interested. We put $2 million a year on the table. He wanted $10 million a year. Can't pay him that much. We're not hearing that story. <laughs> so, you know, why? I don't know, but I think I think the reason is because there's something to the whole blacklist thing here. I think there's something to it. You know, Ray Rice was one was one who was clearly blacklisted. Clearly. Now, many will say he deserved it. I'm not going to argue that point. That video was atrocious. But but that's a guy who apologized, his wife forgave him, went to counseling, speaks out against you know, he's like he's like the domestic violence version of Michael Vick in the dog fighting world. Did all the right things. Michael Vick got a job, okay. Ray Rice never got another job. Now, some have said he was starting to decline. You know, I, I, I looked at the state of the running backs when he wanted to play, and I think he could still have been productive on somebody's team. So I think he was clearly blacklisted, and I think Kaepernick, I won't say clearly, but the evidence is pretty strong that there's some sort of collusion going on here because exactly what you said, K-Star, if he's asking for this and he's too expensive, why isn't anybody coming out and saying that? 
Why don't we know this information? If I had a microphone, I'd drop it right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we still have money out there. It doesn't make any sense either. That's a lot um, of I, I, yeah, And I bet that there's, I bet that there's more to that story too. You know, yeah, I bet that that's there's. I took in more details about a lot of this stuff, or maybe Kaepernick said something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I, I yeah, yeah. Folks also forget that he did have a tryout with the Seahawks. They did at least try him out to see what he's got. So yeah, it might have been one of the fewest trials that he even had because a lot of folks, I don't even think, want to touch him. Somebody had said, too, that they questioned whether or not he really wanted to play football. And I'm thinking to myself, that's kind of stupid. If, he, if, if, if that would have come up, that would have already been out there. And like I said, the Seahawks gave him a try, took a look at him. I think another team, I can't remember which one it was, uh, gave him a look out, or gave him a try out, took a look at him. So, do wants to play football as far as as far as we can tell. And again, we don't have all the details, but I think I'd lean on the side to say, dude still wants to play. Dude still got They're looking for a reason to, I, to do something. Out they're there. looking for a reason to hide their paper, patriotism, man. You right. Know, they, they don't. They gotta find. They gotta find another reason to hide. It. It. <laughs> well, exactly. We try to find excuses to hide the real reason. And it, and like I said, I go back to the same thing I said earlier in this conversation. Uh, the Mara family over in the Giants stated what the other 31 owners are obviously thinking. And that seems to, as the days and weeks go by, seem to be pushed further and further down the pile, when really that needs to stay on top of the pile because that, in essence, is a cornerstone of what's going on. So I found the Kaepernick story about the opt-out. The embattled quarterback was due to make $14.5 million in base salary and count for nearly $19.4 million against the salary cap in 2017. Kaepernick likely opted out knowing he was likely to get released by San Francisco, who wasn't expected to be willing to pay him his full salary. So there you have it. Right. He should let so him. he's going to get released anyway. He'll have more more yeah, more creative. He should let us get cut. Start on free agency too. He knew he wasn't going to get it, so let me I, let me get a head start. Man, and so he's going to be released anyway. All right, right. there you go. So there you have it. That argument. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> still doesn't make any sense. He should. So let's get cut. Feel smart, and then be a good PR movie. He would have had more of a case. More of a case for what? I don't stand up. Well, he, he, opted, wow. he opted out. He opted out of a fourteen million dollar deal because he thought his team get cut. Well, he should let himself get cut. And if he thought that no other team was going to sign him, then he'd be like, "Listen, you know, I I got cut. I can't get any tryouts or anything. What is going on?" But I mean, that's he opted crazy. out because he was expected to be cut. It's just I don't know. This is weird. So you want to quit? I don't think he opted out of saying. Okay, um, this is the scenario that's going to happen. He didn't know all of this was going to happen. I mean, if he had to do it all over, would he do it differently? Maybe, maybe not. But it's not like he knew what was going to happen if he didn't knock out. Yeah, I think the other thing is you got to cut me. Well, but but you better cut me. Yeah, but I need fourteen million. Fuck that. Yeah, but but here's the thing: Are you you want to quit or you want to be fired? You know, and and you know, I think trying to get ahead of the game, work with his team get ready for free agency, make himself available, you know, tryouts with teams and all of that 
hey, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and wait for them to cut me. They could have waited till July 1st to cut me. Who knows, you know, how the salary cap thing goes and what hit it would have taken, what they would have, you know, all that. Hey, you know what? Let me just get the hell. They don't want me anyway. They made that perfectly clear. Uh, to quote Richard Dixon, yep. let me make myself perfectly clear. So, hey, let me get out of here and go somewhere else to get a fresh start. And I think Jay makes a valid point. He didn't know. Heck, I didn't know. I thought for sure he'd get another job. You know, I mean, that's that's the worst thing you got on your resume is you kneeled for national anthem. You know, worst thing you got on your resume is you wore a Castro <laughs> shirt to Miami, and and you can't get a job in the NFL. Come on, yeah, man. Or wore, wore some socks with with uh, a pig who dressed up as a cop. Um, if if those are all the worst things, and we've got folks out here that have been acquitted on murder or or uh, uh, rape accusations and whatnot, they're still out there playing. No. Drugs look, how long, look, look how long the Cowboys had elected to uh, designate Romo. And, and I know it, in some ways it's separate, but it still goes to show you how long a team can kind of prolong this process until they make that final decision. So why wait and wait and wait and wait for that decision to ultimately come? You've already lost two, three months worth of time that you can show – your, your skills and put it on display for other teams to see. No sense in waiting. Put the power in your own hands. Opt out and see what you can do for yourself so that you don't lose your own power. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I mean, and again, I think the most valid point is the one Jay made. You know, it's certainly now in August. You know, football season a few weeks away. It's easy to say, um, you know. Let's, uh, you know, he should have done, he should have done this or he should have done that. But, um, you know, no, we didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't know. We didn't know. So he, he, he gambled maybe, maybe he gambled on himself. Um, and, and, and maybe he lost, but you know what? I got to respect the guy who feels like, Hey, I don't, I took a team to the Super Bowl. I've still got some years to play in me. Um, you know what? Let me let me see. Let me let me test the market and see what see what I'm worth. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I think more players should be that way. Get ahead of it. Take care of it yourself. Um, but that's that. You know, for him it didn't work out. For him it didn't work out. So, um, so uh, one of the other big news in the NFL is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, the hearing is going to be uh, next Tuesday, so one week from today. So who knows? Maybe uh, one week from tonight we will have uh, an update on his suspension. Um, but I, I, I find it interesting, um, you know, there was a war of wards between the Players Association and the NFL office. And, uh, and now, I, you know, uh, the Cowboys played Saturday night. Zeke didn't play. Uh, Sunday, he was spotted by TMZ on a boat. Uh, apparently, he didn't get in any trouble. He wasn't drinking. He was just hanging out with some friends on a boat. Apparently, the boat was in a lake that's about 15 minutes from where he lives. And yet, people are up in arms saying that, you know, why, why was he out on that boat? He should just be home or he should be at the facility, you know, practicing. He needs to be more focused on football. Um, I don't know. I I I. I, I Yes, I'm partial because it's my team, but I, I, I mean, if it's if See, it's a day off, can yeah, go ahead, man. Please <laughs> let me say something about this. Please let me. What are we rated? What? PG? R? What, what are we rated? Oh, we rated R tonight, brother. Let me know. Go ahead. Go. You rated R? What? 
We rated our brother. What's wrong with people, man? Are you serious? <laughs> so you can tell him how to run his life? Really? The fans, people in this country, period, across the world, kill me with the idea that he should be at home. What, the, what do you mean? Are you his parent? Are you his guardian? Do you pay his fucking bill? That's a guardian. Serious. Better get Zeke Man, guardian. People are I, scared. The Cowboy fans are scared. They're there, nervous. There I get it. I get it. There's nothing to I'm be scared, scared of. It is idiotic. It's what it is. <laughs> it is true. It is truly idiotic, man, to sit here and try to tell these football players, these grown ass men, what they should do with their spare time. Honestly. No, I agree. I agree. I, I just know that. That throws me for a loop every it's time panic, I hear anything like it. It's a panic fan in them, though. It's a fucking double standard, is what it is. Because I bet you they sit at home. Not doing anything. Oh, of course. Well, let me let me let me let me say this. Um, anybody who is a pure sports fan and you follow any of the major sports and you are a diehard supporter of any team sport knows that uh, at any given time you could lose a player. Every player, whether it's basketball, football, hockey, baseball. One play away, right, from a person being injured, out for, look at Tannehill, right, out for the season. You know, look at Odell Beckham. It looks like he escaped injury, but they, got, they were a little nervous there. It only takes one play. Thank God. So my, 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 my point in that is um, for people to be afraid – I don't live in that space of fear. If Zeke wants to do something stupid that gets him suspended, bye. Hey, we had a great run, Zeke. You know, see you in six games, eight games. Maybe we'll see it all. Move on. Who's next? Like, I know they say next man up. I'm not necessarily saying next man up, but I am saying Goldberg, who's next? McFadden, you starting? Come on, bro. We need you to go. We got somebody out there on free agency we're going to go get? Like, to, to cry or to be so afraid that you're going you're gonna to say that, that, that that player shouldn't have a personal life, and they, it's ridiculous. What I think it is, I'm going to tell you what it really is. It's not that K-Star trained JB. I'm going to tell you what it is. Fantasy football is ruining the NFL. People are so concerned about their starting lineups and making sure that their players Amen. are available. That's the problem right there. That's the problem. They're so concerned. I was at the beach yesterday, okay? I'm at the beach Beach bar, getting my drink on with my friends. Having, I had a dude come up to me. He's a good dude. I'm not talking bad about him because he's a good dude. But he knows I do the show. He knows, and he said, "Hey man," he said, "Look like Zeke's got six games. Do you think they're going to reduce it?" I said, "My public stance is they're going to reduce it to four. That's what I think is going to happen. Personally, I, I, if if they're suspending him." For domestic violence, he should get no games because he wasn't convicted, in my opinion. Um, and NFL is placing this is a conversation I had when NFL is placing themselves higher than law enforcement, which I don't think they should. If it's for for the girl with the shirt down, okay. If you're saying that's a violation of the personal conduct policy, okay. I can't argue that because it was the wrong thing to do and it was caught on video. So give him two games and let's move on. But six is ridiculous. He goes, okay. He goes, I'm thinking about getting McFadden. What do you think? And we literally had a 10-minute conversation about should he get McFadden and da-da-da-da. I'm at the beach getting my drink on. And we're having a conversation about fantasy football. 
My point in saying that is, I think that's what it is with people, you know, injuries. And as and we all know, because we all play fantasy football, the worst thing in the world is if someone is suspended or injured and they're going to be out two, four, six weeks, and you got to figure out, do you keep them on your roster? Do you not? Do you stash them? You know, how good? You know, if it's a Zeke, you're going to keep them. I got Zeke in one of the leagues. Obviously, you're going to keep him. But then he's a starter. So now I got to figure out, do I have another running back? I can, You know, it, it creates agita for us because we expected that's one. Boom. Now oh, he's going to be on the sidelines for a while. So now what am I going to do? Right? So we get so worried about our fantasy football lineups and our draft and our draft order. Coming up, by the way. Our draft and our draft order that we start feeling like we're going to be their parent and their coach from our living room. Oh, man, did you hear about Zeke going out on that boat? What the hell's wrong with him? He need to stay home. He need to be at the practice facility. What's wrong with him? And I totally agree with Train. Mind your doggone business. He's a grown man. If he want to go to Cabo or wherever the heck, and he want, hey, that's his bit. And you know what? If he's dumb enough to get in more trouble, then that's on him. I ain't his daddy. I got my own kids. I ain't his daddy. He is a football player. I am a football fan. He is there to entertain me. Go entertain me on Sunday. What you do, I don't give a damn about. That's for the team to worry about. That's for the coach to worry about. That's for, you know, the league to worry about. You're there to entertain me. And, oh, by the way, you might be on my fantasy team. So while you're entertaining me, you might make me a couple of dollars. People need to stay in their lane, man. People need to stay in their lane. And that goes for some of these doggone sportscasters and pundits out there, these Hall of Famers and all these former players that have all these opinions, and now all of a sudden you got something to say? How, what'd you do when you were a player? Every, it's, just, it's amazing to me. I, I, I have to do this, guys, and please forgive me. Give me a minute here, okay? This wasn't planned, but I have to do this. It is amazing to me how much – these former players, some are Hall of Famers, some are Super Bowl champions, and coaches are holier than thou now. I'm 50 years old. I remember most of their playing careers, and I can tell you, they weren't holier than thou when they were on the field. And now all of a sudden that you got a little job on Fox or ESPN or, or whatever, and your job is to now talk about them, now all of a sudden you know everything. You are, you are you're perfect now. What? Stop it. Stop it. You're not. Okay? And for you to fake the funk like that and be critical of some of these guys that may have, you may have even played with, and now you're going to act like, oh, well, you know, you know uh, if, 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 if I was his teammate, I heard Shannon Sharp say today, if, if Zeke was my teammate, I would be mad at him. You didn't play Saturday, and you're out, you're out at some lake on Sunday. That's what Shannon Sharp said. Shannon Sharp he, he was, a, was a very good player, won Super Bowls, Hall of Fame, and you're going to say that you never took a day off? You're going to say that you didn't take a day off and go relax by the water or, you know, take a couple days and maybe get away from it all? What? Stop being a hypocrite. I was around when you played, bro. I was around. Don't be a hypocrite. Drives me, drives me crazy. Anyway, done with that. Makes me sick. All right. Um, just I, I want to touch on one other thing with the Cowboys. Um, I had mentioned it last week. I said keep an eye on Cooper Rush. I heard who's that? Well, 
Cooper Rush is now getting second team snaps, splitting second team snaps with uh, Kellen Moore. Um, Kellen Moore has looked terrible in the preseason. Cooper Rush has looked solid. Um, if, if, it was, if it was my decision, what I've seen, there's no decision. Cooper Rush would be the backup quarterback. Now, the reason I bring this up is not because we're going to sit here and talk about backup quarterbacks all day, every day. We don't really touch on that because their impact is minimal. Um, but, but the reason I bring that up is at one point I had said um, to, you know, I, I didn't have an issue with Jerry Jones not wanting Colin Kaepernick. I'm backtracking on that just a little bit now. Because now when I see Kellen Moore, to me, should have been by now a solid backup. He knows the offense, and he and he's not. So now you got Luke McCown who doesn't know the offense, and you've got um, Cooper Smith who doesn't know the offense. You got two first-year players on the team. One is an undrafted free agent rookie. The others, you know, got a little got a little season, been around a little bit. Uh, neither know the offense. So the guy who knows the offense is playing like crap. So if that goes down. Unless Romo comes down from the booth, unless Romo comes down from the CBS booth, unless Romo's planning on keeping himself in shape where he could come down at a second's notice, you're in the same position that you were two years ago, Dallas. You're in the same position when Romo went down and you did not have Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore broke his leg. And, and actually, no, Kellen Moore, he didn't break his leg. He did something else. But Kellen Moore um, – was ineffective. He played and then he got hurt. And then you had to go and get, you know, uh, Matt Castle. And I don't even remember the quarterbacks that paraded through the team that stunk it up. Uh, Brandon Whedon and uh, all these terrible journeyman quarterbacks that stunk it up. And, and the only reason I say that is because it, recent history, Dallas. So now, Jerry, now Steven, now Jason, y'all may want to take a second look at Colin Kaepernick. Y'all just may want to take a second look. I think you need a quality veteran backup. He could be your number three. I'm okay with that. But now I'm thinking maybe y'all need to take another look because Kellen Moore stinks. He's not the answer. And, and, you know, we've been here before. We've been here before with only having your starter and no real depth at quarterback that you can count on. Kaepernick's been there. He's been to the dance, Okay. Something that nobody on this team, or at least none of the, none of the, none of the true Cowboys, there might be someone that came over from another team that played in the Super Bowl, but there's no Super Bowl experience on this team. There's no deep playoff experience on this team. Y'all, y'all may want to consider. Jay, I, I want your thoughts on this before we move on, but I'm saying Dallas may want to take a second look at Kaepernick under, certain, certain, under these circumstances. You agree? Disagree? I thought, I thought that a long time ago, to be honest with you. Uh, you, you got somebody that's a – basically a player two from being a Super Bowl champ. And the fact that the the further along this goes, the basically, I mean, we talk about value and whatnot, the cheaper he becomes if, if folks are really worried about the dollars and cents of it. He'd be fine as a number three. I don't have a problem with that. But at least you know you have someone that if, 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 if the ship starts to sink, you have somebody that has shown the capability to withstand and be able to get in there and perform. And the fact that nobody else seems to really want them or want them to play. Baltimore, I thought, was where he was going to go, but they hemmed and hawed and whatnot. I snatched him up in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Kellen Moore, and, and I told you to last year, and I, even the year before that, he was a great player at Boise State because he was accurate in the way they ran their offense. 
was catered to his style of play. I told you before, it doesn't equate. And I think I said on this very same show, success in college doesn't equate to success in the NFL. And the style that he has doesn't equate to his success in the NFL. You snatch Colin Kaepernick up as soon as you can. That's what my take has been. Basically, this is August, probably since May. Go and get him because I don't see him as a threat to, to Dak's progress. I think he might be able to even take him on the wing, show him a thing or two. The, the, the style of play, I think, uh, the, uh, Cap gets out of the pocket a little bit more than Dak, but I think he can mentor Cap a, or, or mentor Dak a little bit, help him out in certain situations. But this is a ton deal as far as I'm concerned three months ago. Yeah, I, I I don't know that we need him to mentor Dak. I think Dak's okay. <laughs> I think Dak's all right. I don't know that we need. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. Just different things on the football field from that aspect. But the fact of the matter is simply this: he's been available this long, and if this was rewind the clock back to May, he's still available. I would have snatched him up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's switch topics. Um, uh, uh, game time decision here off the cuff. Um, K Star, Le'Veon Bell, will he end his holdout? And what's going on with uh, your your guy that you claim is the best running back in the league, but still is not in contract or uh, not agreeing to the terms? What's going on? Help us here. Yeah, apparently, he's um, going to come out to camp next week, right after the third preseason game, and he's been keeping himself in shape. Um, we have to really have. He uh, apparently, unfortunately, before the uh, contract deadline on, I think, July 20th, apparently the Steelers and his agent came to terms on an agreement that would have paid him $12 million a year for five years or something like that, which is actually what his franchise tender is for, which is $12 million a year. And he um, apparently said no to the deal himself, but it wasn't enough. Uh, and actually overrode, obviously, his agent. So that kind of leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. It happened a few days ago, at least when it was reported, Maybe it was purported, but it seems like it was legitimate. And uh, so, anyway, I'm not worried about Le'Veon being in shape. He's, this dude has been suspended before, come back from injury, and each time he comes back, he's just as great as he was last time we've seen him. So I think he'll be fine. But, yeah, he's just kind of chilling, just waiting. Okay. He'll be ready. All right. Okay. Train, can you update us on your very interesting quarterback situation in Chicago? Man, the fans, just like myself, <laughs> we're itching for Mitch. Um, I'll, 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 I'll put it to you straightforward. Uh, Glennon is definitely definitely not it. Um, watch that brother in two preseason games. And, yeah, you, you he did end up sitting pretty much one full year once James Wilson got there and got that, got that at Tampa Bay. But – his decision making uh, in the pocket is bad. His decision making on rollouts is just it, there's no true separation between him and Mitch, except that Mitch looks like he's been there before, and Glennon looks like he's rushing every throw. Like you, you stand taller than anybody on the field, you can throw over any of your offensive linemen but you're rushing to throw when you have time to throw the ball. Mitch comes in and 
the first scene that comes to mind is Poise. It's like the same of Poise I saw when I when Dak Prescott was playing last pre in, in preseason last year. It's like wow, quarterback got a lot of poise. It's like he's been there before. You know, the stats are not necessarily dramatic. Not like he's slinging it downfield, but he sits in the pocket and he looks comfortable. You know, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a duck in water where it's just people or it's just constantly going. So, um. I would expect to see Mitch at some point this season. Think Glennon will make it, make it, make it this season, especially uh, with the fact that we need the offense to do something. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I agree. Um, I'd give him the job now. Frankly, you know, I think we're we're in a we're in a different time in the NFL, and I think that um, you know it, it's. We, you know, I think I really think that things with, with what we saw from Dak last year, I think it gives every young quarterback the opportunity to impress their team and to, you know, Dak again rose from the fourth. He was he was the fourth quarterback in the depth chart to starter, number one seed, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and I think you, you get guys like Cooper Rush now looking good over in Dallas. You got Trubisky looking good. You know, you, you get quarterbacks coming in, and you actually now say, okay, let's see. let's see. And now these quarterbacks now feel like, you know what, I am being watched. <laughs> you know, like, yes. And so all of a sudden, all these guys that have these jobs, none of them are really safe. You know, as, as Tony Romo said last year, with his speech when he conceded to um, to um, uh, Dak Prescott, it's a meritocracy. And, and simply, if you don't perform, you could be out. Now, obviously, there's there's some exceptions to that. You know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady would have to really tank to be out. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. You know, um, you know uh, Cam Newton. Um, you know, Andrew Luck. Um, now Dak Prescott. You know, and there's others. You know that would really have to tank. But 32 quarterbacks, I'm going to tell you, there's not 32 secure starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And so these young guys are coming in, and I'm saying, hey, and, and guys, consider this for your fantasy. You know, consider some of these, some of these rookies, some of these second-year quarterbacks, and look at their starters, and how solid are they really? Because you could find yourself with a guy that you pick up in the late rounds in some of, the, some of these drafts, you know, you pick up, you know, maybe you stash a third quarterback somewhere, you know, on your depth chart and save them for later in the season. And you just, you just never know, you know, it's just something to think about, you know, because we know how, how important a quarterback is in fantasy football. So it's just something, something to think about. Um, anyway, so uh, speaking of fantasy football, train. So here, here's what I, here's what I think we should do with the uh, EAFL fantasy football draft. I think that, for a few years, we did the numbers, and you picked the names, and you know it was kind of an honor thing, and you know we want to we want to make sure that the system is is uh, is foolproof. Um, I think by now, and you know these guys are both in the league, so they can speak up and tell me if they disagree. I, I think by now you have proven that you are a man of integrity, and that you don't we don't have to do that any longer. To be honest, so what I would suggest for the draft order is. You pick your, you pick the you pick the names, and you got to let me know when you're ready to do that because I get the sense that you're in transit. But um, you you pick the names, 
and we just go 12 to 1. I believe we got 12 teams, so if it's 14, then correct me, but I think we got 12. 14. And it's 14. I, I, is it okay? 14. Sorry, my, my apologies. Um, okay. Um, and I think as you pick the names, you know, you pick the first name and say it's me, okay? Pick 14, Commissioner T, you know? Pick 13, JB. Pick 12, you know, just boom, boom, boom. Um, I, I just okay. feel like by now everybody trusts you, man. We ain't got it. You know what I mean? You, you, you're a man of integrity. Oh, you're not going to. Well, I just, you, you are. Right? Well, yeah, what are you saying? What are you saying? Are you Prank a fraud. Speak for yourself. I need proof. Visual proof. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know what? He did that one year, K Star. He one year, him and I didn't connect. I, I don't I know remember, what it was. Yeah. He, he did a video. He goes, "Okay, guys, I got the names here and I got the numbers here." I mean, anybody that goes to that length, I'm trying to stack the odds so he gets the number one pick. Okay, um, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not. You know. Now watch tonight. You'll get the number one pick, and then I'll be like, "Okay, train, never mind." Um, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but are you in transit? I mean, when will you be ready to um, to do this? Give me about a give me about a about a ten to fifteen minutes. I I, okay. I sat in the parking lot at, at work waiting because I, I thought we were gonna do it at the beginning, and then when I realized it was like twenty seven minutes later, it's like oh shit, I might as well just go home. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I you know what? So, I wish yeah. you had said something. We could have. I didn't. I didn't realize it. So that's my. my that's my bad. I. I didn't realize you wanted to do it right away because we certainly could have done that. So, okay. Um, then um, we'll so we'll we keep wrap, going. We can wrap up with that if that's okay with you. We can just wrap up with that. Yep. 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 So let me let me ask you guys this because we're all we're all basketball fans too and i know it's it's not basketball it's not football but um i'm reading i'm reading nfl twitter reacts to cavaliers celtics chase in case you guys didn't know isaiah thomas and kyrie irving have been traded swapped um oh yeah and, I saw that. um and i'm at, and i'm actually on the nfl.com site and apparently it's it's caught even the nfl players um um attention but you know just just because it's sport news what do you guys think uh you know i don't jb what do you think about that trade well i think it's a win uh short term for celtics uh partly because with isaiah thomas he's still coming off of that uh injury to his hip that occurred in the playoffs this past season they got a draft pick the cavaliers did which is um, unprotected from the brooklyn Nets for 2018 I think they got another player, too. They got um, Jack Crowder, I think it was, and, and somebody else. So they've got some pieces. But to me, it, it depends upon the health of Thomas, how he's going to be able to acclimate himself to playing with LeBron, and it's going to depend on what they're able to get with his draft pick. Now, with the Celtics, you now paired up Kyrie Irving with um, uh, was it Gordon Hayward that came over free agency from, from Utah. And they still, oh, I know who else. Bradley, Avery Bradley got thrown into the deal, so he's going to the Cavaliers too. So the wing defense on the Celtics gets lessened a bit, but, I mean, who's really playing defense anymore? So to me, if, if the Cavaliers were the best team in the conference, they still are, but not nearly as much as they were yesterday. I think short-term this is a big boost for, for Boston. And to top that off, Boston was the number one seed this past uh, playoff season, even though they got 
as, as he would say, Molly walked by the Cavs in the uh, conference finals. The the difference between the Celtics and the Cavs has has uh, shrunk quite a bit. All right. Uh, anybody else want to tackle this one? Yeah, I'll chime in on that. I slightly disagree with the uh, Cavs being true. I, I, one thing that hurt the Cavs last year was death. You know, and if I'm always listening to the players that you were calling out, Jay, and it sounds like some of those players that they got were actually, you know, pretty solid players on the ball. And the Cavaliers seriously lack depth going up against Golden State. So it sounds like this trade bought them a little bit more depth, which uh, in my turn, and, and for, for from my point of view in the long run, uh, definitely makes them better. Because you need depth to go up against Golden State. Golden State is deep, and the Cavaliers just did not have that last year at all. And that's why I said long term would be for the Cavaliers. Short term would be for the Celtics. Well, the Celtics they still have their top draft pick, right? For next year. Yeah, they still have the way. I mean, to they still yeah, have the there. You're going to have Kyrie for two years, and then who knows what's going to happen after that. The good thing with the Cavs is. They can have Isaiah for one year, and if they don't like him, then they can part ways. But uh, I think the the big piece for the Cavs is getting that initial draft pick from the Nets, which potentially could be a pretty high draft pick in a in a class that may not be as yeah. deep as this past uh, draft, but could still be beneficial for them. Well, I, I consider the Celtics. I mean, you get you get Kyrie, so you get honestly, if uh, I would say. Well, him and him and him and I say are pretty much on the same scoring part. I mean, as far as how many shots they may take in the game and take taking over a game, um, so it kind of gets, but a little bit more dynamic player in a sense. He's, he's, a, he's a little bigger. He, he drives harder to the basket. So I don't know uh, if they can lock him. If, but like I said, the short term is two years. If they lock him in for a long term deal, that's it. And it's a matter of filling off the draft picks they have. Depends on Isaiah's health, too, because I don't know if he's going to be ready to go when um, preseason starts. I think he's still a little hobbled. I don't know if he's 100% yet. Man, it's all about it's all about the playoffs for Cleveland. So if Isaiah isn't ready to go at the beginning of the season, it's like, oh, hum. Derrick Rose comes in there. He does he, he does his thing. You know they're going to run both of them at the same time on the, on the floor. So it's a matter of Kyrie being – I mean, not, no, not Kyrie, but it's a matter of Isaiah Thomas being ready in the long run. Uh, when it comes to playoff time. Because everybody knows the Cavaliers are going back to the playoffs. They need to be ready for the playoffs. With, with that being said, there's also a question marks about Derrick Rose and his injury history, too. So you say he's running up. Really know that he stayed healthy sure last year. Hey, it was he, last he year. He stayed healthy last year. Knock on wood, and they only played him for about 32 minutes. We don't know how much they're going to lean on him. They're going to lean on LeBron always, but he's, LeBron's not getting any younger. And he doesn't have uh, the legs of a 21-year-old, although you can't tell by the way he plays. But still, you don't want to have LeBron's uh, energies wasted during the regular season when you still want to be a, a one, two, at least a one or a two in your conference. So there's, still, there's still some question that they got to take care of. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I wouldn't be completely sold on the Derrick Rose and Isaiah Thomas unless they can prove to be healthy. Well, let me let me let me say this. First of all, you said Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley got traded to the Pistons 
uh, already previous. He's not a part of this deal. Um, That's right. So, yeah. Um, but but let, let me let me let me say this. Um, and 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 it's interesting you brought up Avery Bradley though because I noticed the Celtics, um, I thought played better after Isaiah got hurt and Bradley kind of stepped up his game. And I think they even won one game behind Bradley where they couldn't get one over Cleveland with Isaiah Thomas. Um, I'm not a huge Isaiah Thomas fan. I think he's, he's solid, but I've just, you know, I'm not a huge Isaiah Thomas fan. I'll just be honest with you. Um, so I, 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 player for player, I think, I think Boston made out. I agree with train that, um, you know, Derrick Rose was healthy last year. So our most recent sample size, he was healthy. So let's see what he brings to the party this year. I think LeBron still got another year or two before we really see a decline. But you do got to manage his his minutes. But I will say this about LeBron that I think people are people are gonna miss is um, this isn't just about a trade. This is about Kyrie coming publicly and pretty much saying I don't want to play with LeBron anymore. Now he's going to the team that. You know, they just they just played, <laughs> okay? This is a team that we knocked out, and now you're going to that team, obviously thinking that that team is on the, on the rise, which I think that's a safe bet. And I think of LeBron competitively, similarly, he's not Michael Jordan. Let's, let's, let's be honest about that. But I think that he, this is going to be, he, he's seething about this. Dude didn't just leave town. Dude left town talking talking about LeBron James. So I, I think we're going to see a very different um, playing Cleveland team next year. I think they're going to be on a mission, and I think LeBron's going to be on a mission. First of all, he's got he's to worry about Golden State, the juggernaut, right? Kevin Durant and, and all those guys, he's got to worry about them, okay? And he just got – frankly, I think he got embarrassed. You know, you lose, you lose what they won, one, one game in the finals, you lost four to one, you've lost two out of three to these guys, so you got that on your back. Now, your, 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 your superstar teammate, your, your Pippen, right, <laughs> you know, up and left. You never heard Scottie Pippen talk about, I got to get out of here, I ain't playing with Michael Jordan no more. But your Pippen up and left, oh, yo, this ain't done. Okay, watch, watch out. This is not done. Cleveland's gonna something's gonna happen. This ain't gonna be the only trade. Mark my words. If something's gonna give, watch because I'll be damned if LeBron is gonna go out like that. I just he 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 and he is that great. Where I give him that level of I give him that level of, of respect. He ain't gonna go out like that. Chicago uh, gonna send Dwayne Wade to Cleveland, man. It's happening. Hey, hey. Like it's I said, Cleveland. It's like the best place for D-Wade to go. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what kind of score they need. They need somebody of size. Is that official? Did huh? that, is that official? No, no, man, no. no that's official just... news coming from Dr. Train himself, man. You, you got it early. <laughs> okay, I thought you said, I thought you said it happened. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got it early. Uh, he's an official. <laughs> yeah, but I – what? <laughs> You know what though? There's one guy that won't play with LeBron. There's a lot that will, and uh, you know, let's just sit back and wait and see. I, I don't think this is done. Mark my words, this ain't done. Um, the other the other news we broke at the beginning of the show, um, a little disappointing, actually a lot disappointing to me. Um, John Jones suspended. 
stripped of the title, tested positive for steroids. Um, Are you UFC, serious, dude? Yeah, very serious. And, and disappointing is, is putting it mildly. When I saw that, I was like, come on, man. Need to bring that segment yeah. back because that would have been perfect. Because that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Come on, man. Third, it's third thought... time. Oh, my yeah, I... God, dog. I'm just, I'm done. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think train you echo how we all feel about it. Matter of fact, let's give let's give I like that. Let me give train a little bit here because I like that man. Let me give him something for his troubles. Hold on, man. Why is the damn switchboard not reacting? Come on, switchboard. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Yeah, um, um, switchboard is awesome. This is do you want to play it though, man? Yeah, now, this bothers me so much because out of all the fighters I've ever seen in the, in, in, the, in the UFC, this dude has been by far my favorite. He's like, awesome. I love watching him. And, yeah. and it's just like, <laughs> you are gut-punching me, man. Like, you're worse than the whole Jay Cutler, man. Just like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's bad. Um. He but so you know, on a lighter, it seems like he wouldn't even need it because he like he just he's so so physically gifted. Like steroids doesn't make you more physically gifted; it just gives you what more endurance. But it's like, come on, like. I just wonder that. if he had. I, yeah, I wonder if he had an injury or something, and he had to take something to. You know, I mean, you just you always wonder what's the what's the background story, um, because this isn't like it's um, you know, cocaine or you know, like a drug thing. This is steroids, so. What's the reasoning? So you know what I mean. What was the reasoning? I yeah. I think we'll hear more, but, but that's that's what that is. Um, um, so this Saturday, speaking of fights, we've got uh, the fight: Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. Is there anybody on this phone that's giving Conor <laughs> McGregor a chance? Nah, not a chance. I'm just hoping he wins. Okay. Nah, no, no. <laughs> okay. no chance. Win. I'm just saying you're giving him a chance. That's all. I'm just saying, is anybody on this phone that's uh, giving him a chance? Hey, T, don't you got a song for that? <laughs> oh, you know what? I sure do here. Here. Oh, hold on, man. Not puncher's chance. Okay. Okay. Uh... Oh man, I gotta find a plate in it so long. I gotta find what I have it. What I have it later. I had a I had a discussion today. Hold on, it's coming. I had a discussion today with um, someone about the fight, and she says this, this was a wait a bartender, whatever place I was at for um, for dinner, and she says I can't I can't stand Floyd Mayweather. I just hope he loses. I said, Why can't you stand him? And she said, Because he's too cocky. I said. You don't like him because he's cocky, so you root for Conor McGregor? She goes, well, I don't know anything about Conor McGregor. I said, I said Conor McGregor wants to take a back seat to anybody when it comes to cockiness, but you hate Floyd Mayweather. Well, well you know, I like people that go in and knock, knock them out. I'm like, why, why am I talking like sports with this person who doesn't know anything about it? Um, I, I realized that I just shouldn't. I said, I said, the point is to win, and the point is to hit and not get hit. And in the history of this sport, no one does that better than Floyd Mayweather Jr. Nobody. You you can say anything yeah, you want. Be, 
he can be a little boring though. Like I get it. I get it. Like he's kind of boring. Like he's technical. He's he's so amazing, but his fights kind of usually are a little bit of duds. It's not his fault. Cause he's so damn quick. It's just like they're duds in a way because he's so much better than the other person. But moreover, he's not knocking them out. So like you already know by the let's say sixth round they already won the fight, and you're just waiting for it to end at this point. So I mean, I, I get that. Yeah, I don't because. Like I said, there's two people in the ring. So if he can make you look boring, it's just as much your fault, Mr. Opponent, as it is Floyd's. Because no one's stopping you from throwing punches and going after him and figuring him out. You just can't. Uh, I'm not blaming him. He should be. Yeah, I'm not blaming him at all. He should do what he's doing. But, (laughs) but, But let me be clear Conor McGregor has no chance. Floyd Mayweather is actually going to be playing. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Yeah, y'all didn't expect that one. Y'all didn't get that one, did you? Uh, I don't think I have that one. I don't have that one, Jay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have that one. I don't. I don't have that one. All right, Trey. Are you ready yet, or you ready yet, or no? Yeah, man. I don't. I don't made it to the house. I'm good. Let's do okay. this. Okay. All right, so ladies and gentlemen. We are about to start the EAFL Fantasy Football Draft, and it is hosted by the one and only Ph.D. himself, and that's Ph.D. piled high and deep. Dr. Train, take it away. Thank you. Thank you, T. All right. This is the official uh, 2017 EAFL Fantasy Football Draft order brought to you by uh, AAA Life Insurance Company. As um, That's where I'll be pulling the names from, my lunch bag. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. You got to have a sponsor, man. <laughs> you got to have a sponsor. All right. If this has been on video, I'm telling you, you'd be dying. All right. So here we go. Hold on one second here. All right. Taking one hand in the bag. Pulling out the first name. This and is for pick number 14. Goes to Bad Boy. Y'all probably don't remember who that is. Vinny Jackson. Jackson won one championship. 
Yeah. All right, pick number 14 to Bad Boy. Next pick. All right, number 13 goes to Bama. Yeah, Bama. Legend. Yeah. A.K.A. AKA Carlos. All right. Yes. Yep. All right. Pick number 12 goes to run the Run It Up squad. Pearson. Okay. All right. Number 11 goes to Pimmer. Pimmer. Good man. Oh, my gosh, man. Isn't he a two-time fantasy football Mm -hmm. two-time, right? Okay. Yes, he is, man. He was a hell of a Madden player, too, man. I hated his defense. Freaking Green Bay Packers on all teams. (laughs) Uh. Tenth pick goes to our very own T. Floyd, Commish T. All right, Commish T at number ten. Damn, I guess you didn't get that. You didn't get that check, huh? You didn't get that bribe, huh? Okay, bro, I got you. I got you. All right. Yeah. All right. A little late. You didn't get that bribe. Yeah. All right, let's let's just recap real quick. Recap: number fourteen, bad boy. Number thirteen, Bama. Number twelve, the Run It Up Squad. Number eleven, Pimmer. And number 10, yours truly, Commissioner T. Here we go. All right. Third of the way through the draft. Number ninth pick overall goes to uh, Jerry's kid. He's another Dallas Cowboys fan. He's actually uh, right. he did pretty well last uh, season. Okay. All right. Number eight. Goes to <laughs> my boy from Memphis, North Memphis, Big Lows. North Memphis, stand up. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next pick, seventh overall, goes to Nails. Another EFL, EFL legend. All right. Another guy who's also won the league, too. Won the fantasy league. Yeah, he's definitely won the fantasy. You and him went head up. Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees one season. That was was pretty nice. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I lost. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Next pick goes to the voice of reason, little big brother Jay. All right, Frank. Good job. We're still alive, baby. (laughs) <laughs> Jay, <laughs> I don't know where the hell that came from. JB, what's your uh, what's your Madden voice? I mean, your EAFL. What's your team name, man? WSG Westside Gang, baby. That's right. That's right. I remember that now. By the way, I'm giving shout outs. I forgot. I forgot to give my own self a shout out. I'm a former champion too. Forgot about that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, right. yes. yes sir. So. Just quick recap before we hit the top five. We got Bad Boy at 14, Bama's at 13, the Run It Up squad at 12, Pimmer at 11, our very own Kamish T and former uh, champ at 10. Better recognize. Kids at 9, North Memphis at 8, 
another former champ, Nels, at seven. And little big brother, Jay, at six. All right, here we go, top five. Number five goes to K Star. <laughs> Damn, K Star got that 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 bullshit name. What something spectacular? Yeah. yeah. Also, also for Some. the champion, also uh, defeated uh, uh, T in the in the finals and trained in the wild yeah. with the uh, the legendary. Yeah. Josh you shouldn't even made it past me, man. Freaking Josh, Josh McCown. McCown. Are you serious? <laughs> That was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. That is no way I should have uh, lost that. Our game was like 179, like 175. It was ridiculous. That was a horrible night to be embarrassing. And <laughs> I enjoyed it. The Josh McCown killed me. Oh, man. Yeah, whatever. All right, number four overall. <laughs> Come on, on to the next one. I'm, I'm bitter. Fuck him. Okay. Don't you my All right. Four pick overall goes to my boy in Nashville, Greg. Team name is Two Tone Blue. Big Titans fan. Okay. I'll just note for everybody that we have three picks left, and we have not heard um, Dr. Train yet. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so I actually have a special guest for the show, y'all. What up, what up, what up? Is that is that anyway, is that Mrs. Train? That is Mrs. Train. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. So Mrs. Train has come in to make the final pull the final three picks. All right. Let's go, Mrs. Train. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on now, hold on. Hold on, you're only gonna stick your hand in the bag. It's too anxious. Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't tell a secret. All right. Here she goes. Number three pick. Number three. Number three pick goes to Doc Train. I knew I shouldn't have let her touch the bag. Shouldn't let her touch the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Train, what's your what's your team what's your team name? I just touched my of the midway, man. That's right. Number Monsters six are hand in the bag. And I get the number three pick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you you know what? I know I don't talk about another man's wife. That's between y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Number two pick overall goes to my boy. <laughs> goes to my boy A B. His team name is Shy West Side Thunder. All right. All right. So that means the final pick goes to out of all people, man, <laughs> he might not even be at the draft. Fastball. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Exactly. Fastball. Fast Willie. Oh, my God. He's never at the draft. Mr. Auto Draft himself. <sighs> yes, I got a chance to get a good pick because I know he's going to mess it up. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Doggone right. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Wonderful. Um, Train, you want to do one final recap? All right, so uh, final recap of the uh, 2017 EFL Fantasy Football Draft Order. Number 14, Bad Boy. Number 13, Bama. Number 12, the Run It Up Squad. Number 11, Timmer. Number 10, Commish T. 
Number nine, Jerry's Kids. Number eight, North Memphis. Number seven, Nels. Number six, WSG, Little Big Brother Jay. Number five, best Madden player in the world, K-Star. Number four, my boy Greg, Two-Tone Blue. Number three, yours truly, Dr. Train. Number two, my boy A.B., Shot West Side Thunder. And number one, Lightning Muscle Struck, Fastball. So that is your 2017 AFL draft order brought to you once again by AAA Life Insurance Company. And my lovely assistant, Miss Train. Mrs. Train. Mrs. Train. Mrs. Train. We like that. We like that. Um, now, now, um, I heard, Dr. Train, that you have joined the MBX. You've been promoted to the big league on the MBX Fantasy Football League. Is that yes. correct? Yes, and so I have the number our, two pick overall. Now, JB's in that. K-Star, you're not in that with us, are you? Nah. Okay. All right. We may, you know, keep that keep that in mind for the future, man. That may be something to think about. Um so so train, let me let me let me just let me just let me highlight you real quick. So you set up the EAFL draft for four thirty. Um yeah. which 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 you know I will work with. But just so you know, um the MBX does a live draft too for us local people. And um now I, I can't make the live because because um because I'd have no time. I, 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 if I go to the live, um, I won't get be able oh. to get there because oh. there's, no, there's no gap. So I, I'll make it work. But okay. just for the future, keep that in mind. Okay. If, if they, you know, try, let's have a gap in the future. So because um, when there's when there's been okay. drafts on the same day. Okay. All right. I didn't know it was yeah. local, yeah, he, local to you. I thought it was. I thought his was yeah. online too. Yeah, no, I, I can do it online, but he's also local. Half the team is local. You know, Jay's in it. He's not. You're in it. You're not. But a good number of the people are local. So I usually try to make okay. – I don't always, but I usually try to make the live one, you know, just to, you know, see okay. everybody and all of that. So so just keep that in mind for next year. I'll make it work this year. All right. Really, you I don't, you know, don't change anything. Okay, I got you. That's all. I got you. All right. All right. Cool. 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 All right. All um, right. All right, hey, I think we covered everything and then some. We even got a little extra in there. Uh, I hope everybody um, – I think the fight Saturday night is going to be very entertaining. Uh, I love the spectacle behind it. You know, I think, again, just like I said yesterday, that the uh, eclipse got our minds off of things, you know, with all the stuff that's going on in the country. It's just nice to – you know, anything that can just bring people together under, under – you know, have us all thinking similarly, right? So yesterday it was the eclipse. You know, millions and millions of people talking about it, thinking about it, viewing it, and, and I just, it, it just, it's just great. You know, for a minute, we're not thinking about race. We're not thinking about, you know, Charlottesville. We're not thinking about, you know, you're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking, you know what I mean? You just, hey, you know, um, hey, Saturday night could also be the same thing. Um, I, I'm going to a bar to watch it because I ain't spending a hundred bucks. Sorry, I just that was just that's. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. That's I I can afford it, and it's just still ridiculous. But twenty dollars at my local bar, and then I'll spend the other eighty getting my grub on and my drink on, uh, and then hanging out with my fellas. So, um, you know, what I'm saying I still spend a hundred, but you know, um, so I hope I, I I like you know what I mean, like spectacles. I like things like that, and with football coming. It's just the perfect timing with so much crap going on. And I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm very opinionated, and that's just who I am. I just, I, I just want to see 
the president wake up from his his drunken stupor that he's been in for seven months um, and actually really start to run this country. And I'm 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 not optimistic that that's going to happen. So um, in, in the meantime, we've got things to get our mind off of some of the chaos that we are experiencing. And right now we've got the fight. So I hope I hope everyone listening, um, you know, can watch the fight, tune into the fight, go to your local pub, support, support your local businesses, get a group of people together, man. Hey, let's you know, what I mean, let's make that. Hey, let's talk about this first thing next. I know it's not football, but it's sports. We can talk about it. You know, we're either going to come in and be like, I can't believe Mayweather got knocked out. Or we're going to come in and say, mm, that's just exactly what we thought. <laughs> he is what we thought we, he, he is, right? <laughs> Uh, I got it in here somewhere. I don't know where it is. I don't know. It's in here somewhere. But um, let me swing around the horn to um, get everybody's last comments. Um, uh, let's let's start with let's start where we let, let's start with Dr. Train, Mr. Fantasy Football Pick Coordinator himself. Uh, any final thoughts as we get on out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I know we rated our. I, I, I apologize for my 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 irate early early on, but come on, fans, we gotta we can't we can't tell these players what to do with their personal lives. It just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It, it actually makes us hypocrites. So let's let's not be that. That's just kind of where I want to put that. Simply uh, excited about the weekend. I got three drafts. And one is an actual live draft that starts way later on since we get extra time over here on the West Coast. So make sure you tune in via Facebook Live as I will be hosting a live draft of a league of 12 people if they all show up. Uh, But we'll see how that goes. I'll also get a chance to, as a birthday gift to me, one of my coworkers bought me tickets to Rams Chargers preseason game. So I get a chance to check that out also on Saturday. And then I get to roll into a, a nice spice party and uh, see Mayweather stick and move all night long, only to still have the belt at the end of the night. Probably going to be a little boring unless Conor McGregor just swings himself out the ring. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Trey. JB. Yeah, kind of same thing. Looking forward to the the fantasy draft, both of them that are going on that we got in NBX league. So that, that'll be good. Uh, the fight, I'm probably going to end up just seeing it on the, the bottom of the the bottom line on ESPN. I've got other things going on, so hopefully folks can enjoy it. Have a drink for me, T. Appreciate it because I'm sure we'll probably do that the following weekend. Um, you already know. Just, yes, sir. Yeah, just stay tuned to anything that's up and coming. Give us some more discussion for next week. Looking forward to that as well. All right. And last last and least, I mean, last but not least, K-Star. <laughs> yeah, fix your mouth, bro. Um, guys, it's Madden Holiday. What are we doing? We're the Madden voice, and we don't bring up Madden at all. It just came out. It's a good game. It's fun. That's I'm your going. job, man. That's yeah, your job, yeah, man. You you yeah, you yeah. are the Madden. You know, I saw it on Facebook. I I haven't bought Madden in three years, man. That's your your job is to keep us Madden relevant, bro. You wait till the end of the uh, show to bring that crap up. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good. Sure did. But you know what? It's a fun game. I'm actually really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, everyone should check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's actually really good. You know. What system are you that. playing on? I'm playing on Xbox One. Xbox One, okay. I'm I'm so far out of touch, man. I got I still got my 360. I haven't even upgraded to the One or the PS4 yet. 
I'm thinking Xbox One is kind of where I'm going to go. But it's not, they're not, the Xbox One is not backwards compatible. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I don't know. I, I just, I like the Xbox ecosystem. So um, I'll probably yep. end up grabbing one of those. I was thinking this year I would get to New Madden and get there and, you know, maybe let, maybe get online and let K-Star whoop up on me some more, you know, like I used to back in the day. You know, I used to just let them beat, beat up on me. Uh, I say, okay, K Star, you know, go ahead, just whoop up on me. Go ahead. Okay, okay, you can stop now, K Star. You can stop. K Star, you can stop now. K Star, you can. Anyway, um, all right. Um, so anyway, guys, go out and get the new Madden. Go out and get the new Madden. Um, you know, and thank you, K Star, for bringing that up. Hey. Um, yep. Uh, so for me, um, you know, it's Tuesday night, and already I'm looking at the weekend. Uh, hey, Powerball, seven hundred million. Guys, go out and get your tickets. If you live in a Powerball state, I think 44 states are Powerball, if I remember correctly. So $700 million. Hey, what do you got to lose? Go get one ticket. You got eight. You know what? Somebody's going to win eventually. Why? It could be you. So go ahead out there. Get a ticket. Uh, good luck to everybody. I know a lot of drafts are um, this weekend. So good luck to everybody in the fantasy football draft. Um, you know, unfortunately, when we get into football, that means summer is winding down. We're, we're uh, calendar-wise, we're down to the last month of summer. Weather-wise, you know, unless you're in a warm weather state, you know, you're going to start feeling slowly. I mean, it was 90 degrees in Connecticut today, but by the end of the week, it's going to be back in the 70s. So um, enjoy the summer while you have it, if you have it, and uh, you know. But it, it's 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 football season, which means the cooler weather is going to start rolling through. But um, my prediction for the fight, I'm going on record right now, and I'm saying that Floyd Mayweather is going to knock out Conor McGregor inside of six rounds. He will knock him out. And the reason that I'm saying this, it, it, well, it, it, he is not a knockout fighter, but he is a professional fighter, and I've watched Conor McGregor's practice. I've watched you know, what, he's, what he's shown us. I, I don't see it, man. I don't – I mean, honestly, he come in the ring like I've seen him, he's going to get destroyed. And I think Floyd realizes for his legacy, just, you know, hey, this is it for him. This is his last fight. This is what he says. He wants the Magic 50. Um, I don't know if it's really going to be his last fight because, you know, if Pacquiao comes up six months from now and he can make another, you know, $100 million fighting Pacquiao, who knows? We'll see. But regardless, I think – He's going to be more aggressive because here's, here's the thing. Um, I do watch Conor McGregor. I don't really care for him, but I do watch him. He's a talented UFC fighter. He's a counterpuncher, okay? Floyd Mayweather, counterpuncher. Somebody's got to make the fight. So it's going to be the boxer because it's his ring. He's comfortable. This Conor McGregor is not going to be comfortable. It's, he's not going to feel comfortable in this because this isn't what he does. So – He's going to walk in timid, not maybe not timid, timid is not the right word, but he's going to walk in kind of cautious because he is going up against one of the greatest of all time. Mayweather's going to go in there and try to run right through him. He's going to do something he doesn't normally do. And so that's why I say, but I give, I'll give McGregor some credit because he is a professional fighter, so I'll give him that. He, he's not just going to go in there and, you know, get knocked out. And I don't think he'll get knocked out in a round or two. I'll give him a few rounds, but I think under six, he's out of there. He gets knocked out. It's over. And, um, you know, they go to the bank, and then we've got something to talk about next Tuesday. So that's my prediction for the fight. So with that said, 
Everybody, have a great weekend. Have a great week. We will be back next Tuesday night. We are inching ever so closely to the start of season, the start of season. And uh, reminder, I will be in Dallas the day of the Cowboy opening game against the Giants. I am trying to logistically figure out what I'm doing, <laughs> and I'm bringing my iPad with me. I can do the Madden voice from my iPad, so I am trying to figure out a way if I can do a 30-minute live show pregame, just because I can. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do my best. Um, I'm not. I'm not, not looking for the guys to get on with me because games will be playing and these guys will be busy. So it's just going to be me talking a little football, hopefully in a bar somewhere or maybe even at AT&T Stadium if I can arrange it. I got, I got to do some work here and see. But um, I'm going to try to do something um, live. Uh, before the Cowboy Giant game, and then of course I'm going to watch the Cowboy Giant game. Um, so just stay tuned as I as I start to plan that. So um, that's all I got for JB, for K Star, and for Dr. Train. Thank you for tuning into the Madden Voice. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, here on the Madden Voice, like in the NFL, like in the ring on Saturday night, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bop bop bop